Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include what the MBS basis is and just how much higher mortgage rates can go. Also, apologies for the background noise. I'm uh, on the road in an airport. Today's podcast is presented by Candor, AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. As the only autonomous intelligence in mortgage technology, only Candor's loan engineering system can make complex underwriting decisions with zero human assist. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. Today is the summer solstice. No, it's not the longest day of the year since each day is 24 hours. But when the northern hemisphere angles itself at the point in its orbit closest to the sun, or the poles are tilted at their maximum toward or away from the sun, that's what we're experiencing today. We will then start to tilt back with less sunlight in the northern part of the globe, more sunlight in the southern part of the globe. Lenders are hoping that rates tilt back. But ask yourself, do you want another pandemic or a recession to drive rates lower? Markets were closed yesterday in observance of the Juneteenth holiday. Hedges were put in place Friday for any locks yesterday, but pricing tends to be conservative. The main headline over the last week was the Fed's decision to raise its target rate by 75 basis points to a target range of 1.50 to 1.75%. Higher than expected inflation data a few days prior sounded the alarm bells and necessitated the most significant Fed increase in 27 years. The Federal Open Market Committee made it clear that aggressive tightening lies ahead. While the Fed does not directly set mortgage rates, they are influenced by future inflation expectations and have risen significantly. Let's take a minute to talk about basis risk. No lender likes volatility in the bond market. I'm occasionally asked about how hedging works in terms of mortgage rate locks, why extensions and renegotiations cost money, and why mortgage-backed securities are so important in the process. The basics are relatively easy to understand. The recent activity in price movement has highlighted the reason why a pipeline of mortgages in process is hedged with securities backed by those mortgages and not other financial instruments like stocks, cryptocurrency, or treasuries. Here's a quick analogy. If you're a car dealer and you buy a car from the manufacturer for $30,000 and simultaneously sell that car to a customer for $33,000, you have no risk. You've locked in your profit. A lender is, in effect, buying a loan from the borrower and could simultaneously sell that loan to an investor, primarily Fannie or Freddie, an aggregator or a portfolio, therefore appearing to lock in a profit. However, that loan may not fund in which case the lender still owes the investor something. The solution is to sell an asset, since the lender is buying an asset, the loan, to a broker-dealer. And that asset being sold is primarily a generic mortgage-backed security, settling sometime in the future that matches the rate lock period of the locks in the lender's pipeline. But why not sell a treasury security instead of a mortgage-backed security? The basis answer is that the price of a treasury security or futures contract may not move in the same way as a mortgage-backed security. And since mortgage prices offered to borrowers are based on mortgage-backed security prices, hedging like with like makes sense since it eliminates basis risk. Basis risk is the risk associated with imperfect hedging due to the variables or characteristics that affect the difference between the futures contract and the underlying cash position, in this case, the rate lock. Put another way, basis risk is something every capital market staff tries to eliminate. And it arises because of the difference between the price of the asset to be hedged, the mortgage pipeline, and the price of the asset serving as the hedge. 
What a lender makes on the hedge should be matched by what they lose on the loan in the pipeline, and vice versa. A lender wouldn't want to lose money on the hedge and lose money on the loans in the pipeline. Bond market volatility is bad enough without taking on basis risk. Makes sense? After yesterday's holiday, since prices in a free market economy are determined by supply and demand, of particular interest this week for markets are treasury supply, consisting of $14 billion of 20-year bonds auctioned tomorrow, followed by $18 billion of reopened five-year tips on Thursday. We also have Fed Chair Powell's semi-annual monetary policy testimony to Congress tomorrow before the Senate Banking Committee, and then again Thursday before the House Financial Services Committee. Few are looking for any surprises after the recent Fed meeting verbiage. It's interesting to note that during the last tightening cycle from 2016 to 2019, the Fed funds target topped out at 2.5% and mortgage rates were in the high fours. As a result of the higher rate environment, builders have slowed construction as housing starts fell 14.4% in May. Additionally, small business owners are reporting that increased costs have eaten into margins and sales have begun to decline. It remains to be seen if the Fed can achieve its sought-after soft landing. However, the prospects for declining inflation without economic contraction seem less likely. This short week opens rather modestly with the Chicago Fed National Activity Index for May and Philadelphia Fed Non-Manufacturing Firm and Region Indices for June. Later today brings existing home sales for May, which is forecasted to decline 3.7% to a 5.4 million annualized rate. Fed speak is confined to Richmond's Barkin and Board Governor Waller. We begin the trading week with agency MBS prices worse 3 eighths and the 10-year yielding 3.30 after closing Friday at 3.24% on continued thinking that rates will continue higher to try and stem inflation. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. When Ole quit farming, he discovered that he was the only Lutheran in his new little town of Catholics. That was okay, but the neighbors had a problem with his barbecuing beef every Friday. Since they couldn't eat meat on Friday, the tempting aroma was getting the best of them. Hoping they could do something to stop this, the neighbors got together and went over to talk to Ole. Ole, they said, since you are the only Lutheran in this whole town and there's not a Lutheran church for many miles, we think you should join our church and become a Catholic. Ole thought about it for a minute and decided they were probably right. So he talked to the priest and they arranged it. The big day came and the priest had Ole kneel. He put his hand on Ole's head and said, Ole, you were born a Lutheran? You were raised a Lutheran, and now, he said as he sprinkled some incense over Ole's head, now you are a Catholic. Ole was happy and the neighbors were happy, but the following Friday evening at supper time, there was again the aroma of grilled beef coming from Ole's yard. The neighbors went to talk to him about this, and as they approached the fence, they heard Ole saying to the steak, You were born they beef, you were raised they beef, and as he sprinkled salt over the meat, he said, And now you are a fish. <laughs> Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Candor, AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.